Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Hi friends, we have a special guest joining the For the Good podcast today, Myrna Bailey, a toxin-free mentor who is going to share more about how we can lower our intake of toxins. Myrna, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. So this is an episode, as I shared with you before we started recording, that I've wanted to do for a while because I feel like it's so incredibly important to spread awareness and education on. I remember actually a couple years back watching a documentary and it shifted my outlook on the products that I buy. And it shocked me when I realized, you know, how these products are still on the shelves, even with these known high toxin levels. So to get us started here today, what has been your motivation to bring awareness and education to this space? Uh, Well, motivation first started with my family. I am a mother of four and I mean, any mom out there will know that, I mean, obviously we love our husbands, but our babies, you know, they're the ones that depend on us from the time they wake up, from the time they go to sleep, from the moment they're born, even before they're born until, you know, one day they spread their wings. So my biggest motivation was, I mean, ultimately just my family was trying to educate them as well as myself at the same time. And then um, just trying to not only make the world a better place, but allow my children the opportunity to learn about toxins in the world so that they can go on after they're out of my roof and do their own version of making the world a better place. Yeah, definitely starts with, as you said, at a young age. And these are things that, you know, when we were growing up, nobody talked about you know, you see on the shelves, which we'll dive more into that you see things, especially now today that say organic and clean and natural and have all these claims, but yet that's not exactly what that means. So it's it's really powerful to be able to raise that next generation and teach them, you know, to be more aware and mindful about what they're consuming and also putting on their bodies. Absolutely. You are correct. What kind of products can toxins be found and how can they impact our health and wellness? Well, unfortunately, toxins are everywhere. Um, Like you said, we expect to just walk into Walmart or walk into any big chain store and be able to grab a product, throw it in our buggy, check out and just trust and not have to think about it's like, oh, is this going to do harm? Sadly, that's not the case. Um, The FDA themselves out of I believe it's like 84,000 chemicals, maybe only 200 have actually been tested for any kind of safety testing, um, adverse reactions and all of that. So you do the math. There's not very many that have actually been looked at on a further level. And, um, I mean, it's just insane how it can be as simple as in our water. Um, drinking water has a lot of toxins. If anyone wants to check their drinking water, the ewg.org has a great, what's it called tool where you can actually type in your zip code and see what kind of contaminants are in your water. It's not just our drinking water, but it's also rainwater. Think about whenever liquids and stuff are left on the ground or from construction companies, from other different industries that evaporates into the sky, it comes down into our rain. The same with our shampoos, conditioners, mascara, makeup, lotion, even baby lotion. Baby lotions are some of the worst. There is actually a brand of baby lotions that even says on the bottle, keep out of reach of children. 
So when it says stuff like that, why are they even allowed to sell it? But the FDA really doesn't do a whole lot on regulating products out of the entire document on regulating self-care products. The part that talks about banning toxins is about a page and a half. Now that is less than the kind of papers we were told to write in high school. So that just tells you how little regulation there is on the products that we expect to be safe. And it's interesting too, because in my research, I've seen that the United States is much different than other countries, that there are, you know, some of these toxins in these products that have been banned in Europe, in Italy, and all around the world, but yet you still see them here, which is really sad. Absolutely. So the USA takes a different approach on toxins and products. They believe that let's put it in there until something goes wrong. And then if something goes wrong, if people notice, then we might make changes. But other countries take a different approach. They see it's like, wow, okay, we want to use this ingredient, but we see that there's all these harmful side effects that could potentially happen. Let's not put it in our products and try to find a safer alternative. So we are definitely very backwards in the way our manufacturers make our products, which is ridiculous too, because some manufacturers make stuff for the United States and they make stuff for other countries, except for the USA gets the worst ends of their concoctions that they want to sell us. So why not just make safe products for everybody from the exact same company? It makes no sense. And it's interesting to me too, because you've seen, you know, statistically that it is skyrocketed in the sense of cancer and other, you know, illnesses and asthma. And, you know, when you really start looking into how these toxins influence your body, these are just a couple examples. And it's sad, not only for us as adults, but to raise that next generation and to think that these products are being used to clean them and to brush their teeth and to raise them up in this world that you think that you're doing the best things for them, you know, as a parent, but yet these companies don't have our best interests at heart. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember too, that our skin is our largest organ. It is like a sponge. It will absorb whatever you put onto it. Whatever goes onto your skin ultimately gets into your bloodstream, your organs and all that. So We have to think not only about the stuff that's actually going inside of our body, but the stuff that's going on our body. It makes just as much of a difference in using safer products there too. I remember back in high school, and I'm sure that a lot of women can relate to this. Well, even today, you know, Bath and Body Works products and Victoria's lotions. I mean, we've all been there. Yes. It smells great. And, you know, back in high school and college, that was the the thing to, to go to. And just, you know, as I talked about, like watching these documentaries and researching this a lot more, I realized like how bad those products really are. And as you mentioned with your skin, just being mindful of what we're putting on our bodies, because it's just sucking right in. Absolutely. So many people will say correlation does not equal causation, but we also have to be able to take responsibility for our, for our health at some point too, because I was the same way middle school and beyond. Like I was like, give me that cucumber melon. It's like, it was the best smell in the world. You know, so many of you guys just nodded and are in agreement. This is like, yes, the cucumber melon. But I mean, even to get that smell, we're not even smelling cucumber melon. The word fragrance on a bottle alone can house 3000 plus chemicals and none of it could even be cucumber, but manufacturers don't have to tell you what they use to create that product. They can just simply slap the word fragrance on there and call it a day. Yes. I actually have that written down in my notes that I was going to bring that up because I use um, an app 
called Think Dirty. It's one that I that I found in you know my research to be able to scan different products when I go to the store. So I'll scan yeah. or, or search you know the shampoo, the lotion that I'm buying, and seeing how it's rated on a scale of being you know toxin free. And it has shocked me the different products you know, ranging from laundry detergent to nail polish to, as you said, makeup, you know, what is really inside of those things. And fragrance is one of the biggest ones that's the most harmful. Yes, it is. And there's so many good apps out there. Think Dirty is a good one. I personally like to use EWG as well. But I mean, I'm just thankful for organizations that have put apps together like that because it makes it easier on us after we get over the initial shock (laughs) of scanning our products and seeing all the toxins in them. But once we're able to come down from that shock factor, we can see exactly, okay, this is the ingredient. This is the scale of hazard or um, danger that it can cause. But then like sometimes on some of the apps, you can actually click on it and see exactly why it's linked to harmful side effects. And, you know, you were talking about cancer. This is a shocking statistic. I got it off of, I think like cancer.org, I believe. Um, or no, I think it was like the breastcancerprevention.org, but it was um, 75% of new cancer cases are environmental. Wow. That means 25% are hereditary. That's from your genetics, what's passed on to you and everything. So that means that that 75%, where is it coming from? It's like, you have to think when we think environmental, we're thinking about like the stuff that surrounds us, the products, the food, the air, the water and everything. So there's so many changes that we can literally make to prevent so many future illnesses. I think that it's really important to have conversations like the one that we're having right now to be able to raise that awareness and spread education because people, as we talked about earlier, you know, they're going into Target and Walmart and they're buying these products without knowing and they're trusting these companies, believing, like we said, that they're clean and they're organic and all of these good things, but it's really not in that benefit for us. So what are some other word, you know, keywords that people can look out for while they are out shopping? So I will say, starting with the word organic, when you think about food and you think about self-care products, the same regulations are not held to a standard when talking about organic. When you're talking about organic with foods, they have to have the USDA seal of organic. That means that they don't have artificial colors, artificial preservatives. Um, There's like, I think over 1800 chemicals and toxins that cannot be used when a food has that seal on it. Now, when we're looking at self-care products, not too long ago, any brand could slap organic on it and call it a day. They did not have to go by certain standards. They did not have to um, meet certain regulations, but Dr. Bronner soap actually took some of these companies to court and said, you are tainting our real organic name by you slapping on organic your brand when you're really not holding it to the same standard as we are. So whenever you're looking at self-care products, especially companies will use words to reel you in. They will use words like natural. They will use words like hypoallergenic. They will use words like free and clear. They will use green, um, clean, and the color green and trees and leaves. And they play with your mind whenever you look at the shelf and it's like, ooh, that looks fresh. That looks green. That looks clean to make you think that it's better for you. This is called greenwashing. So if anyone is listening and they want to look more into what greenwashing is, It is literally the mind game of making you think that products are safer than they actually are. So some of these words, especially hypoallergenic companies can use it, but it doesn't really hold much to its name. 
Yeah, and the funny thing is, you know, I mentioned that I watched a documentary a couple years back that brought this awareness. As soon as I was done watching it, I went through, you know, all of my products and I started going crazy, <laughs> scanning them. And I said, this, you know, nail polish is gone. The lipstick is gone, like all the things. And I think that that's something that we can get caught up in. So what is, you know, something that someone can do right now, you know, one or two different things that they can get started without feeling overwhelmed? Well, first of all, take a deep breath. You have to realize that this is a marathon. It's not a race. I'm in probably about year six of our toxin-free journey in our home, and I'm still making changes. That's six years. So don't feel like you have to change everything at one time. The rule of thumb that I like to go by is obviously take it a step at a time. Think of it as a puzzle. Our whole life in general is the completed puzzle. You have to take it one piece. As you empty out your shampoo, and you know your shampoo is about to come to, to an end, start looking. It's like, okay, I'm going to need shampoo in the next week. What are some cleaner brands that I can look at? So start by there. Um, definitely don't throw everything in your house away. It can get expensive. Not everyone has the luxury to just toss everything in their home because you think about it. It's not just food and self-care products. This is also pots and pans. It's, are you using a water filter? Um, it is household cleaners, household cleaners can be the worst. So just one step at a time. And another way to look at it too, it's like, we're already in the month of March. So that's month three of the year, but for the rest of the month or for the rest of the months of the year, start thinking it's like, okay, so March, I'm going to replace my shampoo and conditioner. April, I'm going to replace my makeup. May, I'm going to replace the household cleaner. So you take it a little bit at a time. And by that time that the year is over, you can see, and it's like, wow, I've made at least 12 plus changes this year. That is still a step in the right direction. And one thing too, to think about with people who are using toxin products, um, Berkeley university actually did a study that gave adolescent girls. I think they were aged from like 12 to 18 and they gave them a set of products. And it's like, Hey, these are safer products. Will you commit for the next seven days to use these products instead of the products you have at home? And they did. The study was so beautifully done that in as little as three days of switching to safer products, their toxin levels started going down. So it's not too late to make changes and it's not too, you're not too far gone to start being healthier and feeling better. I actually just read that article and I, that absolutely amazed me to see, you know, the change in how fast something like that can happen. And just, you know, when it comes to being intentional and mindful about these products, that as you mentioned, you don't have to feel overwhelmed or throw things, start throwing all the things away. Like I started to do, you can start by, you know, changing one thing out, you know, each month to be able to, you know, change the way that you are doing things in your home. Absolutely. And the other thing too, it's like, we just have to realize like companies will keep making toxic products until we start making the changes. We literally vote with our dollars and our dollar really does make a difference. Um, if anyone follows the food babe, she has amazing posts all the time talking about just Quaker instant oatmeal, which a couple years back had all these toxins. They had food color. They had didn't even have real strawberries in their strawberries and cream formula. But once we started raising awareness and it's like, Hey, you are not giving us real food. Quaker now this year has started making their products even better because people were speaking up. They stopped buying their products. They made them know it's like, Hey, we want real ingredients. What are you going to do about it? So companies will wake up. They will. If we take 
the initiative to actually stop investing in toxins because every time we buy a toxic product, we're basically letting them know, you know what, your formula is fine just the way it is. What are some things that you are doing for your family? I know that you are a mother. So what are some people who are also mothers that they can, you know, begin implementing or shifting? Um, well, we try to shop as organic as possible. There's just some things like it's just hard to buy organic. My kids still like cereal. They still like their gummies. So I just try to find safer brands. I try to find foods that are just whole. Um, food is fuel. So what are we feeding our bodies? And I want to make sure that I'm feeding my kids fuel that's going to last them all day, not fuel that they're going to eat a cereal full of artificial colors and preservatives and high fructose corn syrup. And then by 830 at class, they're sluggish and drowning and feeling like they're about to fall asleep at their desk. So whenever we fuel our body properly, our body is able to give us more throughout the day. So as you mentioned, you know, as your children, as an example, when they are eating and consuming different things that it could leave them feeling sluggish, you know, in school. So in a similar way for us as adults, what are some physical ways and emotional ways that we can be impacted by these toxins? Well, toxins, since they are literally everywhere, um, we have to think about it. If we're, I'm going to use the example as a donut. Okay. So we eat a donut every now and then maybe as a treat once a week it's not going to have an impact on our health. The same way if we use toxic products or eat toxin foods every once in a every once in a while, it's not going to have an impact on our health. But now let's switch it to lotion. We use lotion. We started using lotion from the age of baby. This baby has now used toxins from the time they are born till, you know, the time the Lord calls us home. That's possibly 75 plus years of using these toxins on our skin. Every single day, our organs are absorbing whatever is in that lotion. And so we have to realize it's not just our bloodstream, it's our organs. How are we feeling? Are we feeling moody? Um, going back to the kids, like I could tell immediately after my kids had red dye, red dye is actually banned in so many other countries because it causes hyperactivity. It can cause um, anger issues. It can cause night terrors. It can cause sleep disturbances. And so it's not just the way it makes our body feel, but it can affect our mood. And so many feelings that we have begin in our gut. So if our gut is not being fed well, then that means our mind is not going to put out good things. This amazes me. I mean, here we are walking around the world thinking that, you know, everything is good or in less <laughs> of our benefit, you know, wishful thinking, but yet we're surrounded by so many different things that are actually harming us. And, you know, just backtracking a little bit when we talk about, you know, cancer and asthma and autism, all of these different ailments that a lot of them can be impacted and brought on by all of these things that we're talking about today. Absolutely. Yes. And I feel like it's, it really comes down to, you know, starting today, starting right now that you are able to make these choices, not only for yourself, but for your family's well-being to be able to, you know, have that health and that wellness and that strength, not only physically, but emotionally as well. Yes. I mean, it starts today because obviously we didn't know what we didn't know. Like if you're listening and you're feeling guilty and you're scanning your products, just put the scanner down. It's going to be okay because what matters now is you're using what you now know to make tomorrow better. It's like, let's just forget about what's already happened and let's focus on moving forward today to make better choices. So Myrna, is there anything additional that you would like to leave our listeners with here today? 
I would just like to let you guys know that you're doing a great job. I mean, your family knows that you love them. Your body knows that you love it, but we can still be feeding our bodies better. Now that we know that there's toxins just everywhere, let's start taking a little bit of that responsibility and seeing it's like, okay, I want to be healthier. Okay. Well, let's not just focus on foods. I want to feel better. Okay. Let's not just focus on foods. We let's focus on other things too, because the sad reality is, is it's toxins are just everywhere. And it, it makes me so mad. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this message is just being able to share with people what I wish I would have known sooner, because like I said, like I've just been on this journey for about six years and I literally share what I wish people would have shared with me sooner so that I could have made changes before I started. And I want people to be able to, you know, check you out on social media because I came across your profile and, you know, there's so many tools and resources and videos to be able to fill people up with all of this knowledge and more. So could you share where people can find you? Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram at Toxin Free for Life. I live in the stories, but I share a lot in my feed. I try to make things shareable so that, you know, you can try to pass it on to whoever you feel like needs it. I love a good laugh. And I feel like sometimes laughter breaks the ice on some hard topics. So I try to, you know, add a little humor into things without trying to be like too in your face. So yeah, come hang out with me there. I'm in the stories. Um, I love talking to people. So if you ever have questions about products, DM me, I love being able to break stuff down. I get people message me all the time. It's like, I've got this lotion. What do you think? And I'm like, well, it has this and this and this. And so, I mean, it's just so much fun to me to have conversations and that like, I've seriously enjoyed having this conversation with you just because I know that there's no telling how many other lives we can impact just by having this talk together. As I mentioned, you know, before we started recording, this is a podcast episode that I've been wanting to do for a while. So I'm really blessed to be able to connect with you here in this space and, you know, spread this awareness and educate other people on all of the things. And I know that so many people will be able to be served by this conversation, you know, to be more mindful and intentional when it comes to what we put on and in our bodies. So thank you again so much for joining me. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoy this. I love, again, just spreading the wealth of toxins, even though it's not a fun topic. It's still just nice knowing that, you know, we're planting the seeds and sometimes just planting the seeds with us, just having this conversation. Who knows what kind of change it can have for somebody in their life. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at ForTheGoodOfficial and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.